Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, available on iTunes, on Audioboom, wherever podcasts are found. And don't forget to follow it on social media. It does really help, as silly as it sounds, it's available on Twitter. It's at Locked On Pels is the Twitter handle, and give it a like on Facebook for me as well. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. we got some interesting things to talk about in Thursday's edition of the podcast here. Some more trade rumors. You're going to be hearing a lot about these coming out the next couple of days, I'm sure, and weeks to come still, as the Pelicans are not finished shaping this roster, still not dipping their toes into the free agent pool. This one's with the Knicks and Carmelo, maybe as a facilitator. I'll talk about that deal, why you've heard their name pop up in this. No, it's not. Not for who you think. Not Carmelo Anthony. Not for a former Pelicans player as well. I'd be stunned about that, but I'll explain why and where I think this one could be going. Also give you guys a bit more of a recap from Summer League. Didn't focus on that yesterday as the focus was on Reggie Jackson and that potential deal uh, and the workings of it, whether he would fit or not. If you're a fan of Reggie Jackson, if you're not, give a listen to yesterday's episode of the podcast as well. Uh, Today we'll focus a bit on some Summer League. Check Diallo playing quite well. Quinn Cook playing quite well in their kind of tournament playoff game yesterday, which the Pelicans won against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, There was another contributor that stepped up that I haven't uh, talked about or focused on yet, so I want to bring him to the spotlight as well, uh, fill you in on who that is uh, in the second half of today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. All right, so the big news of the day, and I think everyone knows the Knicks are trying to trade Carmelo Anthony, that he wants to go play in Houston with James Harden, with Chris Paul. Despite the weirdness of this situation, one, don't forget, he's the guy who ran D'Antoni, the Houston head coach, out of New York. And I don't think he and, you know, Harden, you know, who both want the ball, along with Chris Paul, who wants the ball, is also going to be the best fit there. But I do believe Mello and Harden were hanging out in Paris recently. So maybe they talked to each other about how it could work, though Chris Paul wasn't there, so I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, but it should be interesting. Uh, and, you know, the biggest problem with this deal, which has been reported at the two-yard line for quite a while, don't forget Brady against, uh, or not Brady, Russell Wilson against Seattle, or against the Patriots. I got the analogy. All wrong, didn't I? Threw an interception from the two-yard line, trying to punch it in um, in the Super Bowl. There we go. One of these days, I'll get it right. Um, So this could easily still fall apart, and it seems like it potentially might. Uh, So the sticking point is, if Melo goes to Houston, they need to send out Ryan Anderson. The Knicks have no intention, which makes me laugh, of bringing Ryan Anderson on the books and keeping him on the roster. So they need to find a third team. Uh, Well, the Pels have tried to get their name in this and said they'd love to be involved in this trade and potentially help facilitate it. 
but I don't think it's for Ryan Anderson. And as I kick the mic here, uh, I believe this is they just need to see if they can get in and get another player or two on this roster from either of these two teams uh whether it's more unguaranteed guys that you can then package in the future uh for a trade or if all of a sudden a fourth team enters the fray which we've heard might be the case uh whether that's the phoenix suns who i believe are actively trying to get in there uh the milwaukee bucks are one we've uh heard rumored as well that could be how they make a trade that acquires another guard to put in the backcourt with Drew Holiday. So I think that's really what these rumors mean. I don't think this is anything to do about Ryan Anderson coming back. But I will tell you guys, uh, last offseason before he had signed, I guess not last one before, wherever we are, you know, last offseason, wherever we're at now, uh, before he signed with the Houston Rockets, that the Pels did try and re-sign him. They wanted him to take, you know, hometown, home team discount, basically, since he'd been here. He didn't want to, and the sides quickly moved on from there. But there, you know, was work on it, and that is... Primarily the reason I've heard that the Pels didn't trade him at the trade deadline the season before last uh, when he was an expiring free agent. And, you know, all signs kind of pointed to an exit, uh, especially because this team wasn't a playoff team at that point and wasn't necessarily anyone was convinced that they might be in the future. So, you know, it was, the reason they didn't trade him, and they had offers, uh, not great offers, but there were offers, was because they felt those offers weren't worth the chance on signing him to a cheaper uh, long-term deal. So I think that's uh, also one of the reasons why here you're not going to see them bring him in. Again, the $18 million he's owed basically over the next three seasons per season over the next three just doesn't work for kind of the caliber of player he is right now and what they're doing when he's older now than he was and he plays the same position as DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis you're not going to trot all three of them out there at the same time uh also defensively he's not good and again that's what the Pels identity is as of this moment though I think that'll change and they'll become a big heavy team and that'll be their identity and blah 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 but off of that tangent about identity I mean this is how the Pels are going to improve this team I think we all see this now so get ready for a summer worth of trade rumors since they're really still not going to dip their toes in free agency at least I think until someone maybe comes calling from Dante Cunningham and then they're forced to make a choice uh, because signing him could potentially hard cap him or hard cap the team uh, but you also, I don't know if you can really let him walk. He's a guy who does a number of things. Most recently, the Jazz were linked to him. Uh, I saw reports out there, which I've also heard uh, before towards the end of the season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. At a certain point, they just can't keep waiting around and doing nothing. You at least need to hard cap yourself and sign a couple of guys or one guy uh, rather than being left on the dance floor with nobody in hopes that maybe something's going to come along. You still do need to improve this team at the end of the day, even if it's not the number one ideal move for them, I think. Maybe that's the best way to put it. So you're going to see them trying to come into these trades and different things and see if there's just anyone they can get out of there uh, for a future first-round pick or whatever it might be uh, to help these deals along and just see if they can get some talent on this roster or upgrade the talent on this roster through that. You know, this could be a deal where maybe they want to try and get Eric Bledsoe if all of a sudden the Suns come in here uh, and they can find a way to make that happen. Though I think, you know, of all the names we've heard rumors, Bledsoe's the longest shot. But it could be that the Suns are just waiting for this deal to get done with Melo because for a while now, they've been a team rumored to be involved in it and willing to take on bad contracts. And they might be able to get a lot for taking on Anderson or and helping this deal, you know, greasing the wheels here with everything. So 
Maybe moving Bledsoe could be dependent on waiting for that to get resolved. Who knows? But it's going to be a long summer uh, of things like this happening. Before talking about Summer League, you know, one of the things I've been doing is telling you all to check out some of the different Locked On podcasts around the network. And one of the more interesting ones the past couple of days is definitely going to be Locked On Spurs. They actually have an interview with Danny Green, who we all know is a player Pelicans fans have long desired and was hoping maybe he could get moved this offseason, though it doesn't appear to be the case anymore. Um, but always interesting to hear what players say. You can gain a lot of insight with them. So if you get a few minutes, uh, definitely give a listen to the Locked On Spurs podcast. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 all right, so everyone's favorite, the Las Vegas Summer League. And the Pelicans finally won their first game yesterday, a 105-95 win over the Atlanta Hawks in the little tournament they do at the end to determine the Summer League champion. So the Pels are now 1-3. They do play today at 3 p.m. against the Spurs uh, and see if they keep going on. Um, big takeaways from Summer League and kind of the game against the Nets, which I didn't talk about the other day, which sent them to 0-3. That Nets roster has like five NBA players on it, more or less, uh, and like two starters for the Nets. Basically, that Summer League team is the Nets. No shame in losing that game, so that's okay. Don't really want to focus on that. Again, um, Diallo got injured. He left, didn't play in the second half. He played yesterday. That's the important thing. Um, So Diallo, of course, in 31 minutes, 21 points. Uh, seven for nine from the field, uh, eight rebounds, looking very good still. You know, we all knew this guy was kind of, when we saw him playing the NBA last year, a high-energy guy uh, that would grab rebounds, that would zip around and try and score and transition and get out there and run. But when you watch him yesterday, and again, I don't want to read too much into this. What I've been saying about Summer League is he and Quinn Cook are better than everyone else out there for the most part, so they better be playing better than everyone else and at least not playing down to the uh, level of the rest of the opposition or playing worse than it. That'd be a concern. The fact that they're you know meeting expectations is exactly what it is. They're meeting expectations. We shouldn't take too much away from this. But I will say Diallo has looked good. Um, obviously, the points and everything are great defensively still work in progress, but offensively, it's not just like an energy get to the rim and score. He's showing off, you know, enough of a mid-range game, a nice little baby hook shot uh, from sometimes around the free throw line, a little further in than that, where he can kind of score in different ways that you weren't expecting to see from him, which shows he's right on target to progress exactly like we've been thinking. Uh, he could easily be, you know, the fourth big here in New Orleans, maybe the third if uh, Dante Cunningham comes back or sorry, uh, leaves. So there's a lot of potential here. Quinn Cook is a bit of a different story. I haven't been super duper amazing impressed by him, though yesterday he finally played better in summer league than I'd really seen him before. Cook isn't going to be, you know, a full-on court stretcher. And that's okay. He doesn't need to stretch the floor entirely. But he can score. He's a score-first point guard. Kind of reminds you of, like, a better version of Tim Frazier, I guess. Passing not the best of his abilities here, but it really is scoring and kind of off the pick and roll, off a screen, uh, and off a handoff as well, which he does okay at. 
and he likes to get to the rim, and he knows how to read that defense to find the lane and get there and try and score, and that's going to be his biggest thing. Uh, if he can't get there, what he can do quite well is create some separation for a pull-up jumper off the dribble, off the bounce. That's also a useful skill. Look, this team needs just more shooting in general, ideally from three, but if you can create your own shot from the mid-range, which is something Frank Jackson does really well um, also, that can help here, frankly. You know, at least just create some separation, get a shot, and make it. That's a bonus and something you got to be happy with. Though, of course, you know, Quinn Cook did hit two threes yesterday. It was two for two from there. He did also put up 26 points, 31 minutes, 11 of 16 uh, shooting, so you can see two uh, three-point attempts out of 16 field goal attempts. So there you go. But, I mean, that's useful as a backup guard uh, to take some of the ball handling pressures off of Drew Holiday. Also a good option there. Not ideal, but will work in the meantime should the Pelicans not find a guy re- uh, you know, for the start of the season uh, and still be looking. Other big kind of guy who impressed yesterday was Jalen Jones. This is a second-year player. He played most of his time in the D-League last year, where he was, I think, a D-League All-Star. Before that, at Texas A&M, had 21 points uh, in 30 minutes. Not the most efficient shooter, uh, but he got to the line, I tell you that. He got there 11 times, made all 11 free throws. This is a guy who's kind of almost like a stretch three is maybe the way to put it. 3-4, kind of wing, but also a little bit bigger and doesn't mind playing some bully ball at times. Um, you know, likes to shoot. Clearly, he was 2 of 5 from 3, so he potentially, if he can get that 3-point shot consistently, uh, space the court for the Pels, which would only be a good thing. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Do they keep giving him some more minutes uh, as this tournament progresses? Again, today it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, And this is a guy who's almost certainly going to get a training camp invite provided someone else doesn't offer it to him first he's played pretty well in summer league for the pelicans at least to warrant you know a a deeper look later on when things start to matter a little bit more uh finally axel tupan tupain whatever you want to call him three three from deep that's what we wanted to see from this guy he's got three and d potential we've said he was called up to the pelicans last season um scored 13 points 26 minutes five of seven finally a better offensive game um this was a guy i said has been disappointing me in summer league hasn't been playing well and they're trying to give him the chance we'll see he'll you know he's on an unguaranteed deal so he'll be here in training camp provided they don't trade him or cut him beforehand but man it's summer league hasn't been the most impressive like you were really kind of expecting it might be so that'll do it for this edition of locked on pelicans don't forget rate the podcast five stars on itunes leave a comment if you want about topics you want to hear on the show that's also a great way to go about it uh i know it sounds silly but those ratings matter and it takes about 30 seconds to do so please if you haven't done so Go rate the podcast, follow it on Twitter at LockedOnPels, and like it on Facebook as well. I'm going to start using those avenues of putting out some more content exclusively through Facebook, through Twitter. And you might, you definitely want to make sure you're, you're following all those so that you can catch everything. Uh, because there's certainly going to be more trade rumors around this franchise in the near and far future. So you want to make sure you're caught up on everything. What's real? What is it? Uh, So it's going to be a fun, interesting, or really annoying summer, depending on how you want to look at it. So thank you all for listening today. I'm sure there's going to be more trade rumors. Again, Summer League this afternoon. We'll have it all here for you on the next edition of Locked On Pelicans. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. 